You're listening to the Online Empire Academy Podcast, where you'll discover some of the best and most creative ways to provide for your family and get started on your journey to entrepreneurship. No crazy get-rich-quick schemes. No living in a van down by the river with your family while you build your business. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at theonlineempireacademy.com. Now, get ready for the Online Empire Academy Podcast. What's up, Online Empire Academy? I'm Joshua Woodward. I am the head of this podcast. And today we have, it's kind of an exciting twist on the series we're going through, if you guys want to call it that, about private labeling. I know a lot of people get stuck in this idea that private labeling has to be from Alibaba or China or, you know, they, they've got to go through all these loopholes. But I'm bringing on a guest today that I'm actually really excited about because she's taken the same idea of private labeling and made it her own. So Gloria Pearson is from My Book Landia. It's her company. She started it. It's a fantastic idea. And, and I wanted to introduce her. So how are you today? I am fabulous. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here and I'm so glad that that we're able to have you on. So uh, Gloria owns a, a, a book company. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to do it justice, but it's, it's a company that she's built herself and she sells on Etsy. She's an Etsy seller. And I know for a community, not a lot of people are selling on Etsy, but I want to kind of expand our view. I want to expand our view of what private labeling looks like. And I want to bring in the aspect that Etsy is just as much private labeling and becoming a brand as any other sales on Amazon, eBay, Shopify, any of the rest. So Gloria, I want to hear your story. Just walk us through how you got this started. Okay. So I worked in high tech for a whole lot of years and suddenly found myself um, very unexpectedly without a job. And I'd been in that gray cubicle with those gray walls and no windows for a long time and wanted to do something completely different and wanted to use the creative side of myself. So short. I love books. I mean, I really love books. I've been reading books my whole life. I read every day of my life. And so I had a whole boatload of books, boxes and boxes in my garage. And with free time, I thought, well, let's box them up and donate them. And then I found out that many of them end up in landfills. That was so totally contrary to everything I believe in. And I thought there's got to be a better way. So I launched my book, Landia. And what I do is I take used, recycled, books and I make things out of them. I make clocks, I make lamps, I make planters, I make candle holders. I'm working, I'm always working on something new. I'm working on banks right now and I sell on Etsy and my shop is my booklandia. All of my products are under that particular label, which is basically me. I make everything myself. I market it myself. I ship it myself. I do everything myself. Wow. That's so cool. I, I love it. I mean, I, you know, I was just talking to another guest about, you know, when you're stuck in the situation, so many sellers are where they are today because they, they either got fired or, you know, they, just a circumstance happened that took them out of their normal everyday life. And they were forced into another circumstance, which ended up being a very successful avenue for them. And I love that the ingenuity that you've put behind this and that, you know, you're like, I, I got books. Let's make something out of it. 
Now, what I want to know is, is that, I mean, that takes some processing of like, oh, I could make books into a planter. Like, explain that process. How did you get there? Well, um, it was it was one of those things where you look around online and try to figure out what other people are doing. And I saw what other people were doing and don't mean to cast aspersions on anyone else's work. I'm a stickler for details and making things work really well. I'm into functionality. So when I started looking what other people are doing, I really wasn't happy with what I was seeing. I decided that I had to make things that were completely functional, worked really well. And that meant a whole lot of experimentation. I unfortunately added somewhat to that recycling, but I do recycle all the books that I use and and cause trouble with. Um, I branched off into Christmas ornaments just because of that. I use the torn pages in the books and I make Christmas ornaments out of them, which is a whole other story. But um, I will get an idea. So right now I'm working on a bank. So the bank will be a stack of books, you know, however tall, I'm not sure how tall, and it has to have an opening in it. And it has to actually work. It has, that means you have to have a bottom with a cap in the bottom and you have to be able to open it and take your money out and put your money in. And um, I'm not going to go to a fabricator and have parts made. So I have to find other ways of doing that. So I spend time at the Home Depot or Lowe's and look at all the PVC parts and figure out how I can use those. And then I use, you know, pole saws and all kinds of things and I'll work through it. And what I hope to have at the end is a, really nicely made, very sturdy, well put together piece that will last forever. So with my, everything I make with books, I don't glue it together. I literally screw everything together. Ah. I made myself a large workbench that has all of these clamps and ways to put mount books with templates and all kinds of stuff. And I've, I've made everything to work just for the way that I do things. And if something doesn't work out, then I find some way to repurpose that. In fact, I've been I do a lot of holes. So if you have a planter, you have book covers and you have a lot of book cover holes and you have a lot of circular pieces of paper. And I'm really trying to find a way to use all those circular discs. I don't know. I'm maybe I just started a group locally here for artists and crafters and maybe somebody will be able to use them. I don't know, but I I hate throwing things away. I'm really into recycle. Is, um, archival quality glues. Um, I, I'm really into making sure that whatever I do will actually not cause any harm and will do make whatever I'm using turn out better for the environment than it was before. Wow. No worse. I love it. That's it's so funny. My wife and I were, were looking through your Etsy page and, and I totally, I said, I totally win. Cause I was like, Oh, she screws it together. Like she's got to <laughs> screw it together. Cause you can't, you know, you have all the pages and they'd flap open and I, I you know, obviously you use glue too. So I guess she yeah, knows a little bit, but, the covers, top and yeah. bottom line. but other than that, um, pretty much everything is screwed together. Even the, they're lined with plastic. Plus there's a drip tray and it, it, you know, it goes on and on. Um, but even with those, all those books are screwed together. And then the drip, the liner is actually stapled in before I glue everything in. So it's really, an, even if you were to do something I, I, unlikely, but if, even if you were to somehow unfasten the cover, you could glue it back on because everything, the integrity would mean okay. I love it. I love it. Now, what I want to know is obviously that's, it's a labor intensive thing. 
and and you you've got you've got to spend some time going through and finding books. And I well, I'd love to know. I'll ask that question in a second where you find all the books, but it's a labor intensive thing. Would you encourage other people to go out and do this kind of business? If you want to get rich, no. In plain and simple, um, it's unlikely that I will. I, uh, I fact, I think you can put money on the fact I will not become a millionaire. When I originally started making things, it was like, well, what is it that you think you can actually, how much money can you make to support yourself? So fortunately, I'm not destitute. I'm not homeless. I'm not in any situation. I worked a lot of years, so I do have, you know, resources to fall back on. But I'm not rich by any standard of the imagination. So my goal is to pay for my expenses, my general expenses, you know, food, groceries, utilities, whatever, uh, whatever incidentals I come up with and to not have to actually take any money out of my savings. So that's my goal. Um, in the last couple of months, I've actually achieved that goal. It's not something, well, holidays, right? You make a lot yeah. of holidays. And I'm sure that if I had enough business, I could somehow wrap my head around um, getting someone in to help doing things like um, drilling holes through the books. It's tedious, it's time consuming, it's not really fun, but it's it's part of the process. So in theory, I could end up hiring people to increase my productivity products. I think the more difficult thing for someone who makes things one at a time is how do you market everything that you make and somehow streamline that process? Because I have to list, photograph, write the description, create the keywords, do the all, you know, the whole SEO rigmarole. I have to do all of that for every single item. Hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out how I can create not duplicates because nothing is ever an absolute duplicate, but to create blue, red, green, brown. You choose it by color and I don't have to list every single one individually. And that will be my next step when I actually start ramping it more. And it's winter. So no craft fairs, no places you have to go. I can work from home, sell online without any of that outside activity. So I'll probably end up doing that by the, before summer starts, that should be in place. I love it. I love it. And I know, I know Amazon is, is uh, they're working on their own section of a handmade area just for, for their, their uh, business. And, and I know that most of our sellers, most of the people listening right now are selling on Amazon and eBay. And there's a lot of people out there who are already crafters and who already love doing this stuff. And this is why I wanted to bring you on because there's, there's so much imagination that we have here that we don't release. And I think that you've got something here that, that, really we could tap into and end up making money. I, I totally agree. You've got to have other avenues that, that you're, you know, you, you have income that subsidize your income, but for the people who are wanting to private label, there's some amazing opportunity here and some really exciting opportunity, especially when you start getting into Etsy and, and yeah, I, I, I love it. Where do you get the books though? This is my big question <laughs> because I mean, obviously you've got to create a lot. So yeah. where are you getting all these books? Because well, they're let me beautiful. Back up one sec, though, because I actually do have a store on Amazon, but I haven't spent much time or energy on it. I only have a couple of things listed there. Okay. And there's a reason for that. And Amazon was created as a retailer's kind of market, not as a handmade kind of market. So because you have so much competition in the handmade space and not a lot of understanding as to how much time and energy it takes. 
So for example, you can send something overseas, pay people much less than US standard minimum wage and create a product so that your product costs X. And if you were to hand make it in the United States, it would cost you know double X or, or whatever. And because of that, Amazon can build a lot of markup into that. Well, Etsy's markup is not nearly as high as that. So I don't have to sacrifice so much of my, you know, my time and energy and my pricing can be much more reasonable. Um, looking at Amazon pricing, I'd have to bump everything up like 20 to 30% to make the same kind of money that I can make on Etsy. So others may find that to be somewhat different, but that has kind of been my experience. Um, one of these days, I may end up doing more on Amazon, but I've actually gone kind of to Amazon and back, and I'm an Amazon fanatic. I buy everything on Amazon. I live in a rural area. Um, it's lovely not to have to go and shop for something when I can actually have it delivered to my house. Yay. But when it comes to the handmade stuff, there's, there's not that much. Um, it's hard enough to get the value for what you put into it as it is. So that's just my two cents on that. Um, but where you get the books, <laughs> that's the most fun of the whole process because I love books. I go to used bookstores. I do a lot of time in thrift stores. I mean, literally, I will, um, I will go to a particular thrift store that's in my area once a week at least and pick up book titles that I know are popular, book covers that look interesting. And lately, I've started looking at the Pantone colors. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm not a fashionista by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> so um, I, the idea of Pantone colors and those color schemes and how people use them when, as decorators is relatively new to me. So I've started looking in, at Pantone colors as a way to design, designing for color as opposed to title or you know, book appearance. And I now go down the shelves at the bookstore and I like stand and kind of look over the edges to see what all inside the book jacket is, what all those colors are. And then pull them out. People look at me like I'm crazy because I don't even care about anything about it. And I have found some of the most amazing books. I found one last week, it's now a clock, that has a beautiful painting. Um, it's a, a still life of peaches and grapes, it's on the cover. It's just amazing, so it's now a clock. I found another one that was covered with shoes for people who love shoes, and I know there are some out there, and that's now a clock. But I look at things for color as much now as I did for title and actually the book outer design. Oh, I love it. Yeah, one of the things that that totally I you know the inner child in me kind of came up was you you did graphic novels and I was like oh man I was a, I was a total nerd as a kid like I loved superheroes like that was my yeah. thing and and well that and Star Wars and so yeah. <laughs> like when I saw that you know you you have a Spider Man obviously above your your yeah. head but. That for me was like, oh, that's so cool. Like you're really niching in and finding those areas and exposing those areas. We talk about this all the time of there's there's a group of people who love X, Y, or Z and yeah. they are not being marketed to. And I love that you're doing that. I love that you're like, oh yeah, Spider-Man, that's awesome. Bam, right there, Spider-Man. I love that. Well, it's really fun. And it's been an adventure for me because I found things that I didn't know existed. So I love books. I love classical fiction. I love Jane Austen. You know, there are graphic novels for Jane Austen lovers. Really? It's, it's a graphic novel. I mean, huh. who would know that? I didn't know that beforehand. I mean, who knew that Walking Dead had a graphic novel? And the covers are, if you like Walking Dead, if you don't, not so much. But the covers are amazing because they're brilliant. They're like white, black, and some other primary color. They're really cool to look at. 
and it's it's just kind of amazing. People don't look at the covers of their books. If you love to read, you get the dust jacket. You read the whatever's on the back of the cover to find out if you like it or not, or you like the author. And some people never realize if they take the jacket off, there's something amazing inside. Uh, and it's it's very artistic. There's um, I've got a clock in my shop right now. It's the Sherlockian. And it's a yellow cover, not very interesting. I think it's yellow and white is what the dust jacket is. If you open it up and take the dust jacket off, underneath is black with a Sherlock Holmes silhouette, and it's all in bright red. And who would have thought? And people may never, ever see it. So I now, in fact, probably up on the top of this bookshelf here, there's probably five copies of the Sherlockian because I ran a Looks like we're having a little technical difficulty. Yeah, we may be. I think okay. we're back now. I hear you okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear you now too. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's working now. Okay, we're back on. You were saying <laughs> something about the Sherlockian that you have several copies. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Okay. I love it. I love it. Again, you know, something just to, to kind of pull from this and, and to learn from it for the community is that like, obviously there's, there's huge opportunities in the handmade niche. And if you guys are already running teams, this may be something that you could branch out. I mean, if you're already going to thrift stores, you might as well uh, branch out and start looking into other avenues of, of handmade goods and, and areas that you can make money off of. I mean, so many of the people we're talking to have teams or have somebody they're working with and, and helping ship or helping do those things. Add this to your eBay business, add an Etsy account to your, your overall business and make some off of some of the handmade stuff or partner with somebody who's already making handmade stuff. Go to one of the craft fairs in your city and talk with somebody. See if you can help them get that product online. There's so many opportunities for this and that's why I love it. I love the handmade area and the, and the handmade niche because people really love that. People love the handmade that that somebody took the time to make this. And and I love Gloria that, that you're out there making these books. I mean, you guys go Go check it out. If you go to the onlineempireacademy.com forward slash booklandia, just like Portlandia, but with book, um, you can you can find it and and you'll be able to see all of what she's doing and everything she's up to. But really just an amazing product, amazing idea. What are some of the do's and don'ts of getting into Etsy? Well, be prepared. Um, one of the things about Etsy is it, it works like anything else. In order to get traffic to your site, people that don't know you, you actually have to have other traffic to your site, which is one of those things which comes first, the chicken or the egg. But um, every time somebody goes to your site, looks at what it is, one of your products, likes one of your products, decides to follow you, adds your stuff to a treasury, you end up getting more hits because that becomes visible on the Etsy homepage. So creating traffic generates traffic. It's one of those as I said, chicken and egg. Um, but you can't just open up an online shop and expect people to come. 
there's, you know, if you have, if you're really fabulous at keywords, you might end up managing it somehow or other. But by and large, you have to work very hard at getting it out there. And that means SEOs, the search engine optimization is just, is critical. Um, your photos, which frankly, my photos could use some recruitment. It's a lot of people have like little small things. And some of my things are kind of big. It's, it's hard to photograph them. And I'm working on that. And it's an ongoing process to get it great. Um, and your descriptions have to be really good. But I found, well, today, in fact, I listed a lamp and I generally list one to two items a day. Um, I'll make them, I'll kind of have them stored or I'll have them in draft form on Etsy. And once I list them on Etsy, then I put them on my Facebook page. Then I share them with numerous groups that allow me to do that. And from that, I generate additional traffic, which in turn generates additional traffic, which in turn hopefully generates sales. Um, the search engine optimization, there's just, you know, you make some changes, nothing is happening. You make some changes and all of a sudden you have 70 hits in a day. Huh. It, you know, it's one of those things that I know people talk about it ad nauseum and you just get bored in your eye. You want to you know, fall asleep, but it doesn't matter. You have to do it. You have to keep working on it. Those search keywords change all the time. So you have to look at it all the time. The lamp I just listed today, I had a list of keywords for my previous lamp. Almost all of those were no longer the best keywords to use. Huh. So I had to go through and look through and find, I use Marmalade for that. And I had to go look through that and find, yeah, Marmalade is for Etsy. So you can enter your search term in Marmalade. There's both a paid version and a free version of it. And it will come up with how many, like, for example, how many, um, how many hits per keyword there are in a given period of time. Huh, really that's helpful, awesome. Right? Yeah, you enter in 10 different keywords and you can decide which ones are the most important to include in your listing. So I did that this morning, put it out there, and I've already had hits on that particular lamp because I changed the keywords. So it's something that you think everything's perfect, and then you realize, oh, I listed something two months ago. You better go back and look at your keywords and description because maybe two months ago, um, all those keywords are no longer the most valid ones to use. Wow, that's so cool. And I, I love that you, you know, you obviously have this background of, of understanding how the internet works. So I think that that helps and, and being able to, to, I mean, so many people don't think it's so funny. I started a, an Etsy business a while back and it, it just tanked. I never sold anything. And, and part of that was I didn't put enough time into it. But secondly is I was in a really competitive niche. I was, I was uh, finding a lot of estate pipes, which are old tobacco pipes found out I could sell really well on eBay. And I was like, oh, I might as well try it on Etsy. Well, come to find out, it's a lot harder to sell on Etsy than I originally uh, anticipated because of exactly what you're talking about, of, of search optimization and, and making sure that your keywords are right and making sure that you are actually fitting. Because I, I, I started using the keywords from eBay and mm -hmm. listing the same keywords on Etsy doesn't work. No. People aren't looking for the same things. And so, you know, just just learning that process is can feel intimidating at times, but ultimately it's what pays off. And especially if you can backlink to other sites and other things, it, it, it ends up building for you. And, and uh, yeah, I, I love that. But I love, I love that you have the knowledge and you've put it into your business. And um, yeah, if we, it, will you share that site one more time? Yes. It's Marmalade, M-A-R-M-A-L-E-A-D.com. And there are, the really great thing about Etsy is because we're all handmade people, by and large, everybody wants to be helpful, which kind of goes uh, with the handmade idea, right? 
And so there are a ton of different places that you can go, particularly on Facebook, and you can ask questions, you can share your ideas, you can go, you know, I was, I tried this and it didn't work. Can somebody take a look at this and people will actually do it. And wow. it's very, very helpful. Also, like a few days ago, somebody asked me, does anybody have any great Valentine's gifts for guys? And I thought, well, you know what? My book clocks sell really well. So I posted it. Of course, there were like, you know, 75 other people that posted, but the person writing the blog took the time to look through everybody's and actually mention mine on her blog, which is wow. great. You know, it's, it's, that's the kind of community that it is. It's not so much a, yeah, we all want to make money. Yeah, we all, you know, want to do really well, but it's not so much the dog eat dog world that you might see someplace else because I'm just as happy if somebody does as well as I do. I don't have a problem with that. If you're doing really much better, please tell me how to make my shot better. And if you're not doing so well, then you know what? I'd be really happy to help you figure out how to do better. So wow. it's kind of a different environment that you might find in other places because I think it's the handmade background that does it. Absolutely. I mean, you, you're, you're so personal with your products. And so if you can help somebody, I mean, it's, it's, it's not and like, I mean, even with competition, it's like, if you guys are growing each other and, and building each other, you, you know, share sales, it, it only ends up helping both of you. So I think that's great. Yeah. If well, more people knew about book stuff, about home decor made out of books, then if there was this uh, burgeoning market on Etsy, you know what? My sales would go up too. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on. I feel like there's so much knowledge and so much stuff that I, I you know, I, I took some notes and I'm, I'm going to dig into because I mean, I'd love to start selling on Etsy again and, and actually do something with it. So I appreciate the knowledge. And and you guys, if again, if you're wanting to know more about her and, and her shop, absolutely awesome. Go to the online empire academy.com forward slash booklandia. And that's, that's where you can find all about her and what she's been up to and, and the amazing products you create. I think it's so fun. So thank you for being on. Thank you. It's been great. Absolutely. Well, Empire, if you want to find out more about us and everything we're doing, go to the onlineempireacademy.com and uh, you can find out everything there also on Facebook and on YouTube and iTunes and all the other podcast platforms. We're so excited that you guys joined us for this one. Until next time, Empire, have a fantastic day. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at the OnlineEmpireAcademy.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help us make more by rating us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'll see you next time.